0: Hello, powerful listeners, welcome to another episode of the Powerful Inc. Startup Stories podcast. Today I'm speaking with Andrea Galbraith down in California, so she actually woke up before 6 a.m., presumably to wake up a little bit and join me in my own time zone, so God bless her for that. Um, and she is the owner and founder of this like incredible plant company called Just Suck It!, And so she specializes in succulents and started through, you know, typical story in the sense of life pivot, finding a new way to produce income, but really embracing the opportunity of change put in front of her to step into who she really is. And she is killing it out there and having a blast and just has this like super fun, bubbly personality with a bit of sassy attitude. And what she's done is complemented her, her um, succulent plant business with um, her natural skills and talents from past corporate lives and that sort of thing uh, to provide like coaching and self-awareness and uh, helping people overcome themselves a little bit as well so that we can all thrive happily and she's got all kinds of super fun little sayings and things. So I'll hand it over. Welcome to the show, Andrea. And please add, edit, delete anything that you want from that.
1: No, thank you. That was perfect. I love how you added that I add in the life coaching, if you will. Um, most people just say she has a really fun succulent company. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because it is a succulent company. But my, uh, my vision Is to inspire people or to get people
0: inspired
1: to be happier, kinder, and more Mm -hmm. loving to themselves and others. So I'm glad you noticed that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, because it's such a nice combination. And um, so tell us about how that came. Like you, you had mentioned that you have been on the online space before. You were in corporate wellness. Mm -hmm. COVID happened. Yes, and and now here we are, and it looks like you're in a um, you know thriving business where you can combine all the fun things. So how did how did you come to that?
1: Well, uh, I'm actually a social worker. I went to school to be a social worker. I started my career in a behavior management program for children and mm-hmm. I learned so much about human behavior and communication that has served me my entire life just because of that experience. Yeah. And then I went from working with children to being a hospice social worker. And for those that are unaware, hospice is a, a program that supports people who have six months, <clears throat> excuse me, six months or less to live. So I would work with a team of nurses with people who were dying, and that was an incredible experience as well. Not depressing, even though people think it's depressing wasn't depressing at all. Uh, and then I had decided I actually wanted to m- meet people before they were sick. And I realized that a lot of people mm. either, didn't know how to make healthier choices or didn't have access to resources. And then that's how I got into health promotion and disease prevention. And then that mm. segued into corporate wellness. And I thought I was going to do that forever, mm-hmm. but then the Corona apocalypse happened
0: yeah,
1: and I found myself unemployed. And right before that I had transformed my front yard into a succulent oasis. And that's what started the succulent obsession. Mm-hmm. And I, was going to create a blog or a vlog uh, sure. about it because my family, you know, my family was not as interested in succulents as I was, but I figured, I know there are other people out there who love yeah. succulents like me. So I had bought the domain, just suck it after a couple glasses of wine. Yeah, and great. and, <laughs> and uh, so it was there, it was just there. And when I, I was just, you know, I, I, I lost all my corporate contracts. I was sitting around and I thought, well, what what can I do? And I thought, well, let me see if I can actually turn my obsession with succulents into something. And it was going to be a subscription slash membership program where people signed up and I would send them a succulent with some kind of inspirational message. Okay. And then one of my friends asked me to make gift uh, a little gift package for her friends. And it turned into a gift company uh-huh. almost immediately. Uh-huh. And then I, I started posting about it. It was fun. And then I started getting more orders, and then I started getting orders from people I didn't know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I got repeat orders from people I didn't know, and mm-hmm. I realized I had a thing. So I, mm-hmm. that's when I turned it into an actual business,
0: and I've had it since. Okay, and so that's been a like two three years in the making to the yeah. point so where it the, is now. The,
1: the official the official business date mm-hmm. is July eighth. When I uh, turned it into an LLC, so it'll be three okay. years, July eighth.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you got to a point where you decided that getting incorporated um, would be sound, and you know what what shifts happened with you and in, um, I guess, the operations, if you will, of this being a bit of a hobby and evolving into a business. Well, I
1: I started including skincare. I, I was, the, the gift boxes were evolving, started with just a succulent and then it was a succulent and a candle. Then mm. it was a succulent. And so I was, I was adding new products to all mm. of my, to my product line and skincare and those things. I thought, huh, if something goes wrong, somebody might sue me. But with an LLC, it offered Mm -hmm. additional
0: protections and Mm -hmm. that's why I did
1: it. It was primarily for the additional protections. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so to separate yourself from the business, so if people don't know or often wonder at what point they should get incorporated, talk to some professionals Mm -hmm. and, you know, consider like, what are you actually doing with this business? What is the goal or this this, um, revenue generating thing? That mm-hmm. is happening, right? Because you will come to a point potentially. If you're listening to the show, you want to run a business, so then you do need some separation between yourself and that company. Um, and an LLC will allow you to not get sued, basically. Yes, <laughs> not you, you. sued, but it's keep the your company. Yeah. yeah, yes, the
1: company. <laughs> you get to keep the your house and
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah. exactly, which is super important. Okay, and so were you like at a a revenue level that indicated that or just you could you just kind of intuitively saw that this was becoming bigger and bigger and you wanted to like commit? Was there a mindset shift that went with that?
1: It was the amount of orders that I was getting and yeah, the fact that okay. it would people I didn't wow. know My, mm-hmm. it, I had already gone. That's when, you know, you actually have a thing you, mm-hmm. when you first start a business, family, friends will come out and support. And that seems really, really exciting. It is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then hopefully word of mouth happens. It spreads. And then people you don't know will order. And then when I was getting repeat orders from people, I didn't know the same customer was coming back and sending gifts to different people. I, that's, when I knew I'm like oh this is a thing it's not it wasn't an accident it wasn't just mm-hmm. a small group of people excited for me and wanting to support me but people are coming back mm-hmm. so that was that was the shift in
0: how I perceived what I was doing that's awesome so like a, a lot of things lined up organically it seems with you know starting to grow succulents in the front yard for a wedding that mm-hmm. is happening. Later this year, he said.
1: No, actually, it's a
0: different wedding. We oh, a different wedding. wedding. Okay.
1: We did not make it through the. <laughs> my relationship didn't make it, but my business did. Okay, good. Well, you <laughs> yeah. know,
0: sometimes you can keep what's worth it and get rid yes. of the rest. Yes. <laughs> okay. Fun. And so now, are you? Um, you're your own inventory. Like you're growing it up at, at your house.
1: No, I couldn't keep up with the demand. Yeah. That was there yeah. was too much. Um, so now I I go to directly to growers which is really fun because I get to see so many, they can, they can grow so much more in so many different varieties than I could Mm by myself right now. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I just go and buy the plants. I do grow some just for fun. Uh, And, but yeah, there's no way I could keep up with the demand.
0: Well, that's amazing. So that gives us a bit of a sense of the scale of how big this thing has become. Right. And and how do you weave in um, the life coaching into it?
1: Um, well, what's interesting is it's just naturally part of who I am. I, I feel mm-hmm. like if I it can't just be product based here buy a succulent and be happy. And for some people that that is enough. Yeah. But for me to actually feel like I am making a difference in this world, I feel I I feel like I have to be helping people thrive in some way, whether a little nugget of whatever helps them live a little bit better. I So I didn't really have a plan with that other than I'm just going to share this. Then I realized that on my social media, most of my posts, my, I guess, reels now, the the reels that added my Embrace the Suck message were the Mm -hmm. reels that got a lot of shares Mm -hmm. and it attracted people to me. And that's actually how I started getting corporate orders because Mm -hmm. one of my Embrace the Suck videos... uh, Went viral at the time. And uh, was, and then a corporate company reached out to me and said, Hey, can you handle 300 boxes? And I'd never done oh. 300 before, which, by the way, reminds me that that first year of business, mm-hmm. I had n- never had a product based business before. Mm-hmm. I'd been in the service industry, I'd been in the digital, mar- not digital marketing, but digital programs. I guess it's digital marketing industry. Had no idea how to ship a succulent didn't right. know how to manage inventory, know mm-hmm. any of those things. Uh, and this, it's a whole different ballgame when you're shipping something alive, you know, plants yeah. are
0: alive. And so arranged, like you make these yes. beautiful, delicate arrangements, right? So we'll have yes. the, the links in the, in the show notes. But um, what she does is really aesthetic and calming like even just looking at the images i'm i'm zenning out oh i love them. that yeah <laughs> big time. so I you don't want that. them to get very disturbed either no. in the shipping process right
1: right and i i just binge watched a bunch of shipping videos different okay. kinds of products i ordered arrangements from companies I ordered individuals to see how they shipped what they did
0: to get them to you okay Mm -hmm.
1: and I recorded unboxing all of them to see what material they used Mm -hmm. um and other than my very first box nothing was ever destroyed my the very first box I shipped was a hot mess I don't know what I was thinking I don't know why I thought the post office would keep it straight up the whole time But apart from that, I haven't had any any anything break. No plants have. um, Yeah, Uh, but and all of that happened because I watched Shonda Rhimes' TED Talk called "The Year of Yes," and then I got the book, and she decided to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, if Shonda Rhimes can do it, so can I. Mm -hmm. And I said yes to everything when my the the first box that I shipped someone said can you ship and I said yeah I had no idea how to do it but I knew I I could figure it out and then when I got the email from it was it was City of Hope which is a huge medical research center here Mm -hmm. they are very aligned
0: with like your past history and the wellness elements and yeah all of that yeah beautiful yes
1: yeah and I just I said yes Uh and And I figured I, I mean, I'd figured it out and I did and everything Uh got there on time and everybody was happy. And I, I said yes to everything because I didn't know what I would like and what I didn't like. And I realized, Mm -hmm. I I can figure things out. So that's not an issue. The issue was, or the challenge to me was figuring out what part of this I liked and what part I didn't. So I want to do more of what I liked and less of what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't know unless I tried. Mm -hmm. and I've you know over the now I'm more discerning um of what I say yes to and what Mm -hmm. I say no to just because I tried a lot of things but if a new even now if a new opportunity comes and I'm like oh I don't know how to do this I I say yes if it's it it, kind of around my my yes bucket if that makes sense yeah yeah it
0: does so you've you you know, you dove all in and swam in the great big ocean of it all, and now you have like your favorite spots to hang out mm-hmm. <laughs> and spend time in, and and that allows for some boundaries and some energy energy preservation and um, more clarity on ensuring that what you deliver always comes back to your vision and you know, like your soul purpose, basically. Yes. Right, yeah. and then in that you will, because in business at the beginning, too, I think we can just say, you know, we want to say yes to everything. And um, it, you take what you can get, like beggars can't be choosers sort of thing. But that can come from a bit of scarcity mindset. And the yes. way that you described it comes from a curiosity and an exploratory mindset. And that is an important distinction to consider. Yeah, so that, you know, I mean, we all have to learn some lessons along the way. Um, And clearly, you're, Um, hot mess box didn't you know (laughs) harm you it just gave more information more research more understanding of what you're trying to do so that's really cool so how do you support yourself as an entrepreneur um
1: you mean for self-care well for (laughs) self-care like you know
0: like you so you you mentioned Shonda and reading her book and um you know being very activated by what she had to share but um if if we've never owned a business before it's a steep learning curve and you know there's mindset and then there's like businessy things to know and that sort of thing so are you working with a coach yourself or a mentor or how are you kind of understanding the navigational world of being an entrepreneur oh well I listened to a lot of books, a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. That's I've been
1: doing that for over a decade. I wasn't a mastermind last year and it was really good as far as mindset is concerned, but I was at, um, at a point where I needed less mindset. Although now looking back, cause I grew, I grew quickly, my yeah. company grew quickly and yeah. then it tanked for a while mm-hmm. and that was really scary. Um, and now things are, you know, picking back up again, which is really mm-hmm. exciting, um, so I wasn't prepared for that. I think um, I think getting a coach is really good for I, I think everyone should have have a coach. Now I have one through score. Um, and it's based more on strategy than mm-hmm. it is mindset. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like um, right now that's what I need the most in order to scale my business where mm-hmm. I want it to go and um, the books and the podcasts I listen to, I have, you know, some favorites that help, excuse me, that help. Um, and then I pay, I pay attention to how I feel a lot of mm-hmm. the time, and then the thoughts that I'm having. Uh, we all have, I, I went to therapy years ago, and one of uh, my therapist said, Um, successful people have the same thoughts that you do. They just learn how to handle it differently. So that made me feel really good because I thought, okay, so maybe I'm not that big of a hot mess if other people Mm -hmm. are, you know, having these thoughts. So now when I have thoughts that are limiting, I say to myself, well, that's just a belief you have, Andrea, and that belief can change. Uh, And that's actually on repeat in my brain. Mm -hmm. And that took a lot of practice and a lot of like letting go of limiting thoughts and, and recognizing that. Yeah. But that's how I, that's how I I get through things, and I, I and let me tell you now that it's it is a habit. I, it's so much easier Easy. to get through, yeah, to get through yeah. any challenges, or you know, when I feel like I don't know how to do something, I always say, "Well, you don't have to do it yet. You can, you know, figure that out." Mm-hmm. And that's
0: been that's been really helpful.
1: Actually, yeah. everyone should use that in business or life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, a, yeah, yeah,
0: of course, yeah. yeah, because like I'm I'm raising a, a young daughter right now, my little girl, and I just see that you can't avoid the the wonder in a young person, Mm -hmm. right? But as we gather along in life, we collect things and then they start to clutter up that innocence and that um, uh, sense of possibility. And so any awareness work that you can do to remove that is good for the soul and good for the body and can help you navigate whatever comes your way because instead of reacting to it you can kind of analyze strategize a little bit and decide make a different choice around it
1: yes and barbara i can never say her last statement it was corcoran or cora from the shark tank she had said worry doesn't fix anything so Mm -hmm. she doesn't spend any time worrying That has been really helpful, too, because we do worry Uh, when my business wasn't doing well. It was during that period where people were starting to go back to work. So there was a Mm. whole bunch of shifting. And since the majority of my orders at the time were corporate orders, they just stopped. And it was Mm. really scary because I was shipping to people's homes to help Uh with morale. And, okay. So um,
0: the business was buying in bulk to send to employees at home. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, it just stopped. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I thought, well, what the hell is happening? Um. And it was really scary. And there was also this limiting belief when I started, I'm like, it's kind of an accidental business. I didn't actually plan it. And maybe the success was an accident and it wasn't meant to be, which is also just a belief I had and had to yeah. change. And um, I know, I had to pivot a little bit how I mm-hmm. market and then who I was targeting and even how I target my corporate customers. And now that everyone's back, people they love team experiences. Yeah. So one of the things I've been doing more lately is workshops, which I love because I mm-hmm. love being with people. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. also in alignment
0: right now. And um, it looks like so on her website, listeners, she has this one workshop where there's a Christmas tree and it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So in that workshop, do you teach people how to build that? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's super so fun. There, there's a lot of creative ways to make this more than just about um, like a desk arrangement. Right. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different um opportunities to come out and so now you can have live workshops and this and that and then um in the coaching part is that do you create a succulent and coach at the same time or how have you um create like what's the format for that
1: well when i'm doing my workshops when i'm like when i'm live with people Mm -hmm. i add my embraces up messages messages so one of the things i love about succulents is that when the roots are cut off they grow back and i really i connect that to life. And if we Mm -hmm. live long enough, something will happen that Mm -hmm. feels like our roots have been cut off and we feel like life is over. We're never going to make through, but we have a hundred percent success rate of getting through hard times. Our roots always grow back and we'll thrive again. Mm -hmm. So I interlace messages like that, that are inspired Mm -hmm. by succulents in my workshops. Mm -hmm. And I just recently added a a little keepsake keychain or label to all of my packages that say succulents are designed to thrive. And so are you. Mm-hmm. So that people can have that reminder. Hopefully they take it off and, <laughs> and see it wherever they are. Yeah. Um, so that's how that happens. My goal this year, though, is actually to launch um, a coaching program called Design to Thrive. Mm-hmm. will um, and I'm thinking near the end of the end of the year, but mm-hmm. even with that, I take it's gonna happen. But one thing that I've learned with my business is that I I take things as they come and sometimes. Mm-hmm goals happen a lot sooner. And then sometimes when I think I'm going to launch something or I'm ready for something, I realize that I'm not. Um, and then I, I just have to delay it a little bit, but we'll see this, hopefully this year designed to thrive.
0: Designed okay. to thrive. So that's yeah. an important, um, <laughs> an important thing that you just dropped about, but you know, we don't have to do everything all at once. Yes. And, and so you mentioned earlier about coming at your business now from a place of strategy, so that you're kind of managing a business while still being the creative um, artist behind it. But, you know, if your plate's full now, then you have to look at when would be a good time to introduce something else and to manage Mm -hmm. your own energy. So you're saying yes, but you're saying yes, when there's um, capacity to integrate it as well. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Which is very good.
1: Yes. And I think it's really important for um, new business owners to have patience Mm -hmm. and give something time to work. And I know during, during the time when my sales dropped, I I went into this um, panic, panic stage where, because it was my, my primary income is my full-time thing. So I didn't have a, a job that was supporting everything. So I literally was just like, I think this is going to sell. I think this is going to sell. Mm-hmm. I'd ask one question to my audience, get three yeses. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's going to sell. And then I spend all this money on inventory or all this energy on creating assets for social media or something. And then it wouldn't sell. Mm -hmm. So then I decided it wasn't going to work. So then I'd find something else. And and, um, it took me a few months of realizing worrying and throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping that it'll stick was Mm -hmm. not serving me well. And I decided to actually look at the numbers and pay attention to what what sold, spend some time digging into my social media, what's the kind of content that got the most reach. Mm -hmm. And even though there are things that I wanted to do or things that I thought were brilliant, It's not what's sold, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm not in the business to. I mean, I am in the business to create things that are meaningful to me. But Mm -hmm. if nobody's willing to buy them, then it's just an expensive hobby. So I had to really take a separate myself. Yes, hear what my customers were saying and what they needed, and then start offering more of that. And what's interesting now is that even with that there's been a mindset shift in me and how I feel about some of the things that I'm selling that a couple of years ago, when I started zero excitement, I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then now I'm doing it. And it's mm-hmm. still a lot of fun because I'm people are still really happy about what they're getting. And that was what just suck is supposed to be about yeah, anyway. Right. Um, that's right. And so I, one of the things, oh,
0: sorry, go ahead. No, no, keep going. You're, it's This is just gorgeous stuff. And I really want people to, to soak this in because it's pure gold. It's, it's oh. very important to understand that while we are like the vessel to birth a beautiful business idea and offer to the world, we mm-hmm. are not that offer, right? There's a separation right. between us. And we have now created essentially a child who will interact in the world in its own way. And now I'm really going to go down this analogy rabbit hole, but make friends with the friends who want it versus the mm-hmm. ones that we may want for it.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, I like how you I like how you said that. That's exactly it.
0: So yeah, important. And so you're talking to to that. And again, you know, like by incorporating, you created that separation. And now by really seeing what's working, you can save time and energy um, and deliver what the demand wants. And now fast forward from, you know, like you just said years ago, you might not have thought, but what's exciting is that it's gaining momentum and it's becoming more and more alive and people are reacting to it in a way. So now it's more about the energy around um, that particular offer or I don't know, succulent arrangement Mm -hmm. versus it being this one um, thing that you want it to be. Right. So there's a bit of detachment, which allows for more um, like what, like response or um. I don't know, like more energy to move around it because you're not trying to control whatever that it is.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. And when looking at my sales and what I was doing, I realized I was my gift packages mm-hmm. was coming from corporate. I rarely right. had individual orders for gifts on my website, uh, and but I had all these people asking me, "Do you sell this particular succulent?" So it was for collectors. And I was like, "No, I don't sell succulents. Go to a nursery," which seemed <laughs> really right. silly because I thought I'm a gift company. I'm all I do is gifts. Uh-huh. And then when my when my corporate order stopped, and then people were um, asking me for succulents, I thought, "Why am I not selling succulents?" I knew why. It's it caused me anxiety. Like there's to me, there's something different. The expectations are a little bit different because I'm a collector. So I was looking at it from me, mm-hmm. and when I would get a succulent that wasn't in good shape, I'd be like. Huh. Why did they send me this? You know, and then yeah. I so I never wanted anybody to open up a gift or I mean a a box for me with a succulent that something might have happened to it in shipping okay. or the um, quality and,
0: control. You felt yeah. like you didn't have a handle on the quality control yes. because then, you you're a, I'm gonna circle this at you. Okay. <laughs> you're a suck perch, right? <laughs> oh, I like bird. it. Yes, I'm a suck bird. I suck like it. <laughs> yeah. So Your gift boxing, you planted a flag as a succulent expert and people were like, now, oh, succulents, Andrea. But you were like, no, no, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's
1: exactly what happened. Like everything I post about is succulent care and this is a type of succulent. And so people were like, do you sell them? Of course not. I'm a gift company. Made zero sense. Um, And then someone actually said to me, you sell succulents, Andrea, or something like that. And like, I sell gifts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> and then I realized, oh, I'm just not, I'm not, um, marketing properly. So there, so now that I, so now I do right, right now, two different, um, marketing strategies. Mm-hmm. I use LinkedIn for corporate and that's yeah. where I get, um, I make all my corporate connections yeah. and, and then I use social media, I uh, just regular other social media, mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok, Mm -hmm. Uh, to for succulents and of course I let people know that I do corporate orders and throw that Mm -hmm. stuff in there Mm -hmm. but I use TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and that's what attracts um my individuals so um for the Sucky Friends membership I started a membership this year and my individual succulent orders
0: that's amazing and it's working I'm having a great time I think it's so much fun and now you um you haven't niched down to the point of like not having anywhere to go with the business in fact no. instead of you know staying specific to just this one thing you get to increase your passion explore more creativity like we talked about and mm-hmm. reach more people as a result
1: yes and and that's what to, and then not only that there's a clear <clears throat> path a clear mm-hmm. vision for my business that i didn't have before
0: mm-hmm. and b-
1: both are leading me on the way on the way um, mm-hmm. Right now it's corporate that gives me the most um, as far as income and revenue is concerned mm-hmm. but um, I'm I'm growing at a, a a decent pace for my succulents and my membership and so both of them are just really working together beautifully right now and then um, next year I'm hoping for a live event which because I, ah. I love bringing people together. Fun. I love bringing people together and I yeah. and so there was something lacking in the corporate gifting part too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe in, in the universe and signs and being guided. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think that the decrease in corporate sales um, was a really swift kick in the butt to point me in another direction, to make sure that I'm still living my, my purpose. like So that I feel every yeah. morning when I wake up, that I'm doing something that, that makes a difference. And, and, now, and everything's just sort of coming back together. So it's, it's really exciting.
0: <laughs> this is so right. Corporate is now like the stable revenue, if you will. Yeah. And an established business. So you started there, you stuck with it, you did it really well. And now it's kind of growing and fluid and anchored down, which means that you have capacity to move into some other more fun, other creative things and develop different streams of revenue out of one business platform. Yes. Which is fantastic because you don't need to learn another set of skills. You don't need to rebrand, you don't, et cetera. It can all work under the one LLC, but now you can um, have so much more play and presumably have a bit of financial stability from mm-hmm. one of the business divisions.
1: Yes. Right, which, which is, is
0: the goal. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, right, cuz when you're of, when you're worried about how you're going to pay bills or yes. how you're going to make rent mm-hmm. or how you're going to pay payroll, it's yeah. really hard to be creative. Yeah. And the worst decisions I've ever made have been decisions out of fear or anxiety. Yeah. And I was making a ton of them for a while, too mm-hmm. long, and I just like it's not worth it. So just focus on the one thing, the thing that works, even if it's not necessarily totally
0: like the dream right. it's right. a piece on the way to the dream to The dream
1: yes so it's still part of the dream it's just yeah. it's not it's yeah it's not the end goal but it's part of it so that that mindset shift also helped me with you know it's like this is good and I then I also imagine the joy on the faces of the people who open up the box And that helps, that helps too. Cause putting a box, like 300 boxes together is pretty tedious. It's boring. It's repetitive. I don't like doing that stuff. Um, But it's the joy that I think when people see the name, just suck it. It's like, what is this? Especially if they don't know what's happening. You know, like, why did I have this box? And then they open it up and see that it's a succulent. And then they see the the embrace the suck message in there. I often get, um, I remember once I got a message from somebody that said, so I didn't know I was getting this gift and I mm-hmm. opened up my door and there was a box that said, just suck it on it. And I was afraid to open it. <laughs> <laughs> but then she said she loved it. And it was, it was one of the best gifts that she had ever received. So um, I was so excited wonderful. about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like delivering little drops of sunshine, even though it could feel like they're going into the unknown abyss, Yeah, you know, when you, right. when you get that feedback, you're connecting um, and it, yeah. it's reciprocal went that way. That's yeah. awesome. And so how big is your company? Like, do you have team members now you have staff working with you or is it still no, just it's, you? It's,
1: it's still just me. And yeah, then Mr. Wow. Saki, my fiance. Yeah. And then I get, um, I have a VA, a virtual, you know, yeah. virtual assistant in, yeah. she's actually in Kenya. And, yeah. um, and then I get seasonal help when I need it. And a lot of kids, mm-hmm. teenagers love to help Huh. and so they get experience i teach that if they want to learn about what it takes to run a business or if they want to yep. learn about you know plants yep. um and then now too it's so it's so interesting um for and this is something just me personally i've always i've thought of myself as um i want to say not a leader but is there something like i i see people that i admire so one of the one of my mentors has been uh, her name is Shalene johnson and i would have done anything for her so i volunteered. For her marketing impact conference whenever she needed something because I learned so much and she gave so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um what's interesting is that I now have a circle of people around me who who um are willing to do that too who messaged me and say if you need help putting packages together I would mm-hmm. love to come and help you and I thought huh and at first it made me uncomfortable like why
0: mm-hmm. and then now I, no, yeah, I'm good.
1: Uh-huh. yeah. Yes. And and now I now yes. I I get it. I realize that um I they they see me the same way that I saw mm-hmm. um Shalene mm-hmm. and I because I learned so much from her and she gave so much and I realized that that's what I've been I guess that's what I've been doing as far as the messages that I've sent that have been really helpful to people um and and so I guess it's their way of
0: paying back not that I expect it you know I
1: think that's the thing like I don't expect it's you to pay that me you're back you're creating
0: for an opportunity for them to be around something good
1: yes yeah
0: right and so, so now probably, probably you've been going looking out and this like we don't use video in them but the visual here is like hands are open and out and here's Andrea marching forward and pulling the succulent business behind her but in the meantime people are seeing this and loving the energy of it and wanting to be a part of it so you're creating like a community and a following and when you talk about these teens coming in and all the beautiful things that the wisdom that you can share now I'm like oh boom you could do workshops for teens, mm-hmm. and it brings you back to your social work roots, right? Yeah. So everything's rolling forward and in together and providing like this endless abundance of what you can do from having been just a gift company. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it, it's a really um, interesting and um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, I, I, I'm growing as a person yes, too in this role. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. And also helping me realize the times where I've said no to help, whether because mm-hmm. I thought I didn't deserve it or I didn't want to be, a, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's not how I can, I can't scale a business that way. Mm-hmm. You have to ask for help and you have to be willing to receive it when it's offered. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing now.
0: Well, that's awesome. And how's <laughs> it going with the VA?
1: Um, it's good. Uh, she does all of the, um, copy and pasting stuff. So it's just pretty simple tasks. It's just the thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I do it just because I, I feel like I, I want to be in the middle of it and I want to mm-hmm. make sure everything is going okay. But yeah, it takes it it just takes a lot of it gives it frees up my time. I can do time. the things that make me mm-hmm. more money. That's right. And as an I don't know if you talk about that, but um I think a lot of times business owners is, is who maybe start a side hustle because of a passion and then they say it's not about the money. And I just want to create. I'm like, well, then you're gonna have an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. You have to, I mean, if you if you're not selling, if you're not figuring out how, how to either um um create more time for yourself so that you can gen, you can do the activities that generate more revenue, um, like admit that you wanna make money because if not, then yes. you're, it's not a it's not a business. And I struggled with that too. And for a while, um my profits or when I started my profits weren't great because I was like, I'm just going to create something beautiful and I want people to feel happy. Mm-hmm. And um, now I still want that. That's still the ultimate goal. But it's now it's also really fun to figure out how can I create that in less time and mm-hmm. or spending less money. Mm-hmm. And I never used to get excited about that, but that's a new, whole new challenge where I'm learning. But I think for me, one of the reasons why that's exciting to me is because then I can teach it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I still feel like I'm making a difference. If I could figure this out, then I can share it with somebody else and then they can create something for them. Um, so if you're listening, <laughs> you got to figure out how, you know, you got
0: well, to, you know to out what? the money. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was wondering all, if we could swear on that.
1: I wasn't. Yeah, sure. we can fucking swear.
0: Okay. Perfect. <laughs> all this time. Now it's just gonna be like a trucker release <laughs> and all this pent-up swearing for the last yeah. half hour. Um the money, like I I'm going through this myself right now and all these, I don't know what weird stigmas around money, but they will often post and say, you know, like my audience is largely female. My love <clears throat> love to serve women is like, why are we doing this? We're doing it to fucking make some money. Like, right. It's, and it's okay to want that. So mm-hmm. this timidity, this, um, like what woeful, I'm just a person of service kind of thing is, um, Bullshit? Bullshit, yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's hiding from what you really are. We are badass female entrepreneurs. We are leading the world forward and we damn well deserve to get paid for the amazing stuff we do. So get comfortable with it. Talk about money. Play with your money. Date your money. And, you know, uh, uh, the best probably, well, I don't know about the best, but like one easy exercise in receivership is to just ask for money in return. So, Um, whatever offer you have just even ask $10 for it Mm -hmm. and just open up the channel to get paid for what you do because there's nothing wrong with that like money is its own thing and don't attach to it but you know but uh, make room for it to thrive, like the succulents. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of analogies. Yes, yes. <laughs> we plant I, the garden of money. <laughs> oh, I like me. it. Plant <laughs> the
1: garden of money and let it like let it grow. Let it my grow. my mindset uh, coach or my, my my mastermind coach last year had said, "Don't put your money beliefs on others." Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, I feel attacked right now. Good. I have I realized I was doing that. I was, yeah. I was doing that. And so I was undervaluing some, some of my products and some of my services. And, and then I realized, you know, part of the reason I was struggling is because I, I wasn't asking number one. And when I did ask, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And now I, I know the value that I bring and I, I, I'm also a believer in fake it till you make it. I confidence is a muscle that needs to be worked. Mm-hmm. And I would, I remember the first time the first, I'm trying to think of what my, how my first five figure order was $13,000. And I, um, I remember when I, when I was calculating everything, mm-hmm. um, when, before I sent the invoice, I think it was less than I think it was less than ten k, mm-hmm. and I thought no, I want I want this to be my first five figure order, and so I changed it yeah. and sent it. He was like, "Sure, good, right away." I'm yeah. like, "Shit, that was
0: easy." Like I, <laughs> All the money just, I left on the table because I was insecure about like asking, ask, for asking. It.
1: Like yeah. the worst thing that could have happened was they said, "Sorry, that's out of my budget," and then yeah. I would have been willing to. Yeah. Change it. And so now um, with that, I also with all of my gifts, I know the minimum that I, I need to make. So mm-hmm. depending on what it is, I I have a formula for this is my cost of goods and this is mm-hmm. how much time I'm spending. This yeah. is how much I have to sell it for. Yeah, And that's it. That's so there's it. no more negotiating and you either pay it or you can't. And there's yeah. always somebody who can pay it. Of course. Always. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to figure that out,
0: though. <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> it does take time but at least you yeah. do and now we can talk about it and we can help more people yes. you know work through that and acclimatize to that and be comfortable with that because it, it yeah. is so important and and anybody who has a product based business there is like just so many more things to consider in the costing of it and so you do have to suck it up (laughs) and sit (laughs) down and go through those fees and you know even in the online if everything's delivered online like you still have a lot of tangible expenses and time to create the programs to create the messaging to reach the audiences And while that may not be stuff that we pick up in our hands, it's still cost of goods for creating an offer. So Mm -hmm. we think about it in that way, we can, you know, compensate ourselves. And what I like about what you did there too, is you made space for you to get paid. So it's not just about delivering the order, but it, you know, and covering your costs, it's also getting paid to do it because of everything you've put into um, birthing these um, these purchases, right. Mm -hmm. for corporate, um, you absolutely need to get your paycheck out of it too and being comfortable with that. So that's very exciting. Good for you. And, and do you foresee your team growing this year? Like, are you thinking about adding more people or are you feeling good about operating in the capacity? Oh, no.
1: If I, if I reach the goals, um, I guess I, I know when when I reach the goals, um, then now I'm going to need help. There's yeah. there's going to be no way yeah. that I can yeah. uh, do this. And right now, even this month, um, a lot, I've already gotten... So the thing with corporate orders is that I have plenty of time. Usually, they order okay. a month or two in advance, sometimes mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. So I know what's coming. And honestly, it's so much easier to handle a corporate order of 300 than it is 60 individual orders from my mm-hmm. website. It just is right now. Mm-hmm. So, but if I... Uh, continue to get the the same volume of corporate orders, I'm going to need to hire somebody to help me pack and ship because managing the website and my individual orders and then Sucky Friends, my membership. And and I created Sucky Friends because I wanted something, well, that's going to build into something. So I have a strategy for that as well. There's Mm -hmm. an end goal for that, but it's Mm -hmm. also to bring community together. And then also to have something that costs, like there's no inventory, there's no overhead for doing that other than the cost of the software and you know that's Mm -hmm. set that's Mm -hmm. it um so that's why i created sucky
0: friends too awesome awesome andrea you're killing it i love it this is so great it is (laughs) well you know if you take that approach to it right so like i am growing out of my serious self um because i also have this crazy you know explosive rainbow self but i -hmm. I live in my my capricorn alignment um Uh, (laughs) I have a
1: my son's a Capricorn and I'm like get it I understand
0: (laughs) so um it's really nice to see to hear you laugh to see you smile so much and to see you just kind of play in the energy of your business and and with yourself and I say that you know compliments to you and appreciation reflection of you and also for those listening to remember that like have fun with it otherwise what's the point right otherwise you're just trading your job for another job and the whole point is to have this creative outlet and this way to express yourself and be more free to grow into more of who you are in in using your business as like a a facilitator to that Mm -hmm. so you know just laugh a little more
1: Yes, yeah. I don't know how much time we have. Do we have a couple of minutes for me yeah. to share a story? Yeah, please, okay, yeah. so speaking about having fun and learning to approach things in a, a certain way, a couple of, no, it was a year ago in January. Um, I got an email from my trademark attorney that said, hey, we just got sent a letter from, um, it was, it was Nike. Yeah. Uh, N- Nike, <clears throat> I don't know what they want. But they, I had filed a trademark for Just Suck It and yeah. because somebody else had started a Facebook page called Just Suck It. And so people were going to them. They were in Canada, so they couldn't ship anyway, but uh, at least to my customers here in the United States. And I thought, well, that's not cool. I don't someone has taken my idea. So I wanted to trademark it and protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I didn't know at the time, so it published. What I didn't know is that there's a 30-day window when a person or a brand can um, say say it conflicts with my trademark and then, yeah, they can challenge it. So just like it published, I was all excited. I get a letter saying that, um, Nike had filed. What is it called? It was initially a, um, an extension of time. So the way that it Mm -hmm. works, I don't know about Canada, but here in the United States, there's a 30 day extension of time. And then there's a 60 day extension of time. So it's a total day of 90 days. Mm -hmm. And then the, you have to prove that it doesn't conflict. Anywho, so I got it. And I know, but five five years ago, I probably would have started crying. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's over. <laughs> but honestly, my very first thought when I saw it was, ooh, this is gonna be fun. Uh-huh. And then and then I'm like, they picked the wrong one. So my attorney said you just need to wait. I'm like, I ain't waiting. No, nah, they have billions of dollars. Yeah. I can I have to get ahead of this however yeah. I can. Because I was like, "This is so ridiculous." I sell succulents. Mm-hmm. They, um, so I went to social media because I thought, okay, they have billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I have my voice and social mm-hmm. media, and mm-hmm. I so I created this TikTok, and I I didn't have I think I don't even know how many followers I had. I wasn't active on TikTok at all, so I did this TikTok. I'm like, Thank you for coming for me, and I went through the whole thing. Didn't think of anything of it, and then the next day it had gone viral. I woke up and I was like, holy moly. So then I did this whole series.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what's interesting is that within a matter of days, they sent me a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. And I've since realized what they typically do. And this is how the strategy for this their first 30 day, then 60 day is that they extend it to the very last minute. Mm-hmm. And then in the last two weeks, they give their demand and then there's not a whole lot of time that an entrepreneur, especially somebody yeah. like me, can actually do anything in those mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah. Um, but because I-
0: They tried to run I, the clock out on you.
1: Yeah, but I didn't yeah. allow it. So they had mm-hmm. to send me, they sent me a cease and desist because um, their social media was being spammed with all these people saying, mm-hmm. Nike, you can just suck it, leave the plant mm-hmm. lady alone. So <laughs> they, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so what I ended up- A lot of things happened, Mm -hmm. Um, but what I did, I did withdraw my trademark because I realized that was they weren't going to let they weren't going to let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, But they had offered to let me keep my my business name, Mm -hmm. and but there were other stipulations in there. Then, like, yeah, that's not cool. So I'm just going to withdraw my trademark. And if you want to come after me for selling succulent earrings, you guys just are stuck. But um, so they they've left me alone. But the thing, I guess the 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 Bigger overarching picture Mm -hmm. of of this is that you can choose to approach any challenge with fear and trepidation or curiosity and learning. Um, And that's how I chose to approach Nike. That -hmm. was a skill that I developed. There was Mm -hmm. a time where I would have been crying. um, And I would be lying if I said there weren't some periods in there where I did have anxiety. Yeah. And then I'm like, what am I, when people kept saying, it's just a name, Andrea. And I was like, no, it's, it's mm-hmm. not just a name. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten messages from people that say, said, I follow you or I'm, I ordered from you because you, because of the name mm-hmm. and it just reflects my brand and who I am. And um, so, so I did have anxiety, but overall I was like, I'm going to learn something regardless of the outcome. Um, so there'll be mistakes. I won't have to repeat again, mm-hmm. and um, and while I'm doing this, I can make it work as much as I can for me. Like I'm going to get a benefit. So part of that was national media attention mm-hmm. and twenty five thousand new followers in a, in a few days. Not <laughs> bad. People reaching out, people mm-hmm. like. So it was it. You know there, there were some benefits. Do I have a trademark? No, but Nike's gatekeeping. No one's ever going to be able to file. <laughs> My- just suck it. Well, and, and that's
0: it. your domain name, and you're using it, and you know it. Yeah, there's in Canada, there's a like common law that can mm-hmm. apply even if you're not legally trademarked. Where you yes, you've taken it and claimed it, and um consistent use of it still makes it yours. So yeah, and there's yeah. enough
1: media attention to show that it was wine when I had it. And, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. So Predated. it's it's yeah it's yeah, is clearly wine.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really interesting. So. With any challenge, you can choose how you approach it. You can choose how you feel about it, and, and that can, is,
0: yeah, grow through it. Right, learn, yes. learn yeah. about yourself. Yeah,
1: I have to admit, I have I have trademarked PTSD now, and people are like, "Are you going to trademark this?" Or you should try. I'm like, I had trademarked
0: nothing for a while. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. and can laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. Never. Okay. That's awesome. Well, this has been a real treat. You're just so delightful. And I'm grateful to have spent the morning with you and uh, to get to know you. And I look forward to seeing what the year brings for you. Um, And welcome to my world. I'll be seeing you around online.
1: Yes, I appreciate you. Thanks for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks, Andrea.